Hey there, and welcome to Twist Out Cancer's Brushes with Cancer Spotlights. I'm Lindsay, and today we are talking with Magdalena Cuevas and Inspiration Rachel Duran, who are participating in the 2023 Brushes with Cancer Chicago program, which includes participants from 14 states and six countries. We'll talk about their involvement with Twist Out Cancer, how they became participants in the Brushes with Cancer program, how their connection unfolded and developed, and what they continue carrying with them from their experience together. Hi, Lindsay. I'm Rachel Duran, and I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. Hello, everybody. My name is Magdalena Cuevas, and I work in the mixed medium, and that's what I used for all my work and my connections to my inspirations. And I've been part of Versus with Cancer since 2018, 2019. Wow. Okay. That's great. So I would love to know how each of you came to Brushes with Cancer and how you learned about Twist Out Cancer. So Magdalena, you said that you have been there for over five years now. So what first brought you into the program? Amber is the one that reached out to me because I, I, I worked at the YMCA as a early learning readiness bilingual teacher. And I saw that in the YMCA, they had a lot of art. They displayed a lot of art and it had little labels on it. I'm like, so I reached out to Amber. She was the art coordinator and she offered to do like a little art exhibit just there at the YMCA, but then COVID hit. So it just oh. didn't push and push. And then she's like, you know what? Reach out to Brushes with Cancer. It's a beautiful organization. So I applied and I love it. I love what it stands for. I love the connections. I love the community. And Rachel's an incredible inspiration. And it's just lovely. And it's, I don't know, it's just very inspiring. I love that. And Rachel, can you tell me how you found Brushes with Cancer? Yeah, great. So I got connected with a support group via social media and met a really amazing group of warrior women. And one of them, actually a, a few of them, had had great experience with uh, brushes with cancer and twist out cancer. And when the latest application process opened, they reached out and let me know and said, yeah, I really think you should do this. I think it would be a good experience for you. And that's how I got connected. And I just <laughs> applied and I was selected and got connected with Maggie. And it has been just amazing, just meeting Maggie and exchanging stories, talking through some of the things. It was a really great first meeting Maggie when we first saw each other virtually on camera we realized that we had a lot of similarities, some similarities just visually, you know, same texture hair and, yeah. you know, being just regionally and culturally connected. It was just really nice. I love that. Okay. Well, can you tell me more about the things that when you saw each other for the first time, you were kind of surprised at? So like, what does your hair look like? <laughs> Maggie, you want to tell her? Yeah, 
I had short curly hair and we started talking, but then we're like, Rachel and Peggy, he would have curly hair. I see curls. Rachel's hair was starting to come out. I'm like, I see curls. Is it mm-hmm. naturally yes. I'm like, yeah, me too. And we just, you know, we just kind of did that way. And we go, you know, oh, yeah, I had it really long when, you know, I was younger, but now it's like, I can only do a short and, you know, but yeah, we ended up loving our curly hair as we got, you know, after our teenage years, I would say. And we both uh, live in Texas. So that was super awesome because we were able and blessed to meet each other in person. That's amazing. Okay. So tell me about your first uh, in-person meeting. How many meetings had you had and what were you like sort of anticipating? It's, you know, meeting a, you know, sibling or something that you never heard of for the first time, someone that you feel so connected with, but have never met in person. What was it like? It really did feel that way. Like I was meeting a long lost family member. We had connected virtually a couple of times and we would text each other, you know, and just check in on each other. And so when we planned the face-to-face meeting, Maggie said, you know, I want to unveil this piece of art. I want you to see it before I send it off. I want you to be able to see it. And it was, I was, I didn't expect that. I, I had no idea that I would even have that opportunity. And so we met at this local cafe, which I have to plug because it's also a nonprofit. It's called the Comfort Cafe, and they work with people that are in recovery from all sorts of challenges, whether it's just mental health challenges, substance abuse and addiction primarily is their focus. But everyone that works there is in recovery, and it's just an amazing place, great food, and a great location. It's just a beautiful spot. And they have so many trees and we were able to unveil, well, Maggie unveiled her beautiful piece of art under this little gazebo for my daughter and my best friend and I. And (laughs) there were tears, definitely, even now thinking about it. She just really captured my experience. And my face. Yeah. Well, can we get into that a little bit? Tell me a little bit about your cancer journey and how it sort of deepened your faith and your connection with your family. Yeah. Thank you for asking, Lindsay. I've always been a believer, but never had something so challenging. I mean, obviously, this was a big deal. You know, I found the lump on my own at home and I had a standing wellness check. And so I went in and I mentioned it to my doctor and he said, yeah, let's get that looked at. And he did a sonogram and he said, I'm going to send you down for imaging. And it was just so fast from that day, just a few days later, I got the diagnosis. He called me. It was after hours. And he said, I don't want to wait. It's the weekend and I'm not going to wait. I had to call you, it's cancer. And the biopsy revealed that it was triple negative cancer. 
And the really tough part about that, Lindsay, is that I had a mammogram, a clear mammogram, just three months prior. And I now had a tumor, triple negative cancer growing in my breast, and it was the size of a pecan. Mm. So in a very short time, we went from completely clear to something that looked really aggressive. Yeah. And I had amazing support. I have a coworker who is a survivor and she said, Rachel, I will go. I I know a good oncologist. I'm going to go with you. And she went with me to my first appointment. And from there on, I had someone holding me and I just knew that was God. I just knew it was even in the times when I was fearful, I would remind myself, I know you're with me. I know you're here. I know I'm not alone. I'm never alone. And through all the challenges, I always felt held. Yeah. So when I went through chemo, I went through 16 rounds of chemo. And then I went back because they do imaging and MRI. And we had early on decided that it w- there would be a bilateral mastectomy, removing all of my breast tissue. And I chose to have reconstruction because I still wanted to feel like a woman and that I, it's you know, individual choices. And that's what my doctor and I decided together. And so before the surgery, after the MRI, she said, okay, we see that it has responded, but it's still there. So the protocol is surgery and then followed by more chemo, because this is such an aggressive type of cancer and it has a high chance of recurring. We're going to continue chemo. Yeah. And my family, my husband and I just prayed. And I just, I, it didn't sit with me. I, t- I didn't picture myself having more chemo. I pictured myself saying, God healed me in this miraculous way. And from the very beginning, I, I knew that. I felt it. This is happening so that I can give God glory. He didn't give me the cancer, but he's going to use it. He's going to use it. And I'm going to have a really powerful testimony. And so after the surgery, when I went back to my oncologist, I fully expected everyone anticipated because of what she had already said, you know, chemo. And I I shouldn't say I expected because I I didn't know that she was going to talk to me about treatment. (laughs) She, I was supposed to hear pathology reports from the surgeon. But when I went to see my oncologist, she said, have you heard from Dr. DeBerry, who was the surgeon? And I said, no, I haven't seen her yet. And she said, Rachel, I get to tell you something I almost never get to say. The pathology report came back and showed no evidence of disease. When it was clearly seen in the MRI prior, when the surgeon removed tissue that, that was marked, it had a marker from the biopsy saying this is the cancer. Yeah. But God said, no, she's done with this. Wow. That's amazing. And then so... Magdalena, when you heard this part of the story and this part of Rachel's experience, how did you translate that into your piece? Oh, first, Rachel was very open, very honest. Her spirituality just burst it. It it was just, you know, that was the most evident thing that stood out for me, her faith in God, her family. And I I just 
as Rachel was expressing, you know, family support and God and home, this image just popped in my head. And I just saw Rachel like standing and either praying or at first I, I put her hands, you know, take over everything, God. You know, I saw her standing and having her hands up, kind of just asking God, please take over. And then as we talked a couple more times, I'm like, no, let me put her hands together. And I did the image of Rachel standing and kind of praying, but having, you know, her arms up and together praying to God. And she expressed, you know, that God was always there with her. So I just put like a lot of kind of like sequences and little bright, beautiful little dots from, I want to say from the shoulder down. And it, to me, it just like her face kind of just went through her body and her healing and God's, you know, blessing. And I just did little dots and, and a little curls, kind of like a big glowy dress. But it is just her face, like, and God just taking over and healing her body. Wow, that's amazing that you were able to share this story, Rachel, and that you were able to translate it so clearly. I guess I want to know a little bit more about the reveal moment that you were talking about earlier, Rachel. So Magdalena, when you were setting up this moment for Rachel, what was going through your mind? What were the nerves or the excitement of getting to share this vision with her? And how did you prepare for that? Okay, so yeah, it was getting close to finishing up and we had our Zoom and I'm like, Rachel, I'm kind of done with the paintings. I'm like, really? I'm like, yep, yep. I mean, the image of, of Rachel came up and started painting. And yes, I did clouds and just like rays of sun or, and, or the moon or the sun or just God, you know, and, and clouds and um, beautiful stones as well up in the sky. And but um, are you ready? <laughs> and you're, and I'm like, whatever you want, either your family can all be there, or just you and me. Do you want to do it in person, or you know, through Zoom? I'm like, think about it and let me know. Whatever you want, I'm all for it. So the next Zoom meeting, I want to say, Rachel's like, I know what I want. What can I meet? Let's go to this awesome cafe. And yes, it's fantastic. It's all green trees and a lot of bamboo trees. And it it feels like it's secluded, but it's kind of like in the middle of of San Antonio, I want to say. Beautiful. Uh, And like, okay, let's meet there. We met there and then instantly hugged each other. And I I just felt super excited to show it to her. And I want to say we were all happy that moment was happening. I'm like, oh, I your daughter, can can we put your daughter right there next to you? Kind of like feeling support. And, and I placed the, the painting on this little picnic table. We got it. I had a little stand and I had this 
beautiful little shawl and it, it was covered. I'm like, Rachel, no peeking. <laughs> and, and I set it up and Rachel's daughter helped me a little bit. I'm like, okay, now join your mom. And, and you know, don't turn, but we're going to videotape. And, and I can't videotape. And Rachel's best friend was a pro at it already. <laughs> He's already recording us and taking pictures. Because at the same time, I'm like, oh, she's got it. So little by little, she, they were both turning. And yep. And Rachel saw it. And that was, you know, fantastic. And just, I love that. fantastic. <laughs> so Rachel, this day, tell me how you prepared. Were you nervous, excited? Did you pick out an outfit? <laughs> yeah, I did. All of that. I invited my very dear friend, Irma, and my daughter. And yeah, I got ready and I decided I'm not going to wear a whole lot of makeup because I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know there's going to be tears. And so the day of, I was so excited and I get there. And of course, on the way there, I missed the exit. I've been there so many times, <laughs> but I was so nervous. I missed the exit. <laughs> and I remember getting texted by my friend Irma and she was like where are you I'm on my way Irma oh my goodness <laughs> and we got there and it was so crowded it was so crowded and then I was worried oh no we're not going to be able to go in it's too crowded it's of course it's a busy day it's a beautiful day and it's the weekend you know and so I started getting nervous about not finding parking and how are we going to do this? Are we going to have to, you know, find another place? And, but it worked out. Of course it worked out. It was just nerves, you know, and <laughs> we parked and we found each other and I would have known Maggie in a sea of people. I would have known her and not just because she was carrying the painting, <laughs> but <laughs> I would have known her in a sea of people. And I think she probably feels the same way. Yeah. And yeah, it was just instant recognition and hugs and laughter. And then we found a nice spot and everything that she described about no peeking and my friend <laughs> was already recording. And as soon as I saw it, I just, it just, it felt so, gosh, I can't even find the word. It was just amazing, just an amazing feeling, just this overwhelming emotion of, I can't even describe. I've never felt that before. Yeah. When you saw the piece, what part of it stood out to you immediately as, wow, that really is a part of me that she put in this art piece? The light. There was so much light. And I, I how do you capture that? You know, how do you capture what she did? She captured what I felt, that I felt upheld and carried. There was no one else in the painting holding me. There was nothing literally holding me, but I was definitely not standing on my own two feet. There was just so much light reflected. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's been wonderful hearing about 
the way you two collaborated and your experience together. And I would love to know what advice you would give, Rachel, to an inspiration who's maybe considering participating in this, especially someone who doesn't have a lot of experience telling their story and might be a little nervous in opening themselves up in this way or choosing to participate in something on this scale? Wow, that is such a great question, Lindsay. You know, and from the beginning, when my friends introduced this to me, it was a not, it was an instant yes for me. You know, when Maggie and I met and we were just instantly comfortable, I, I can't even consider how that wouldn't be for someone, but everyone's different. And yeah, I'm sure there is someone out there thinking, gosh, nobody needs to hear from me. I don't have anything good to say, but we have to remember that you know, sometimes our stories, you know, your the, the program refers to Maggie as, as the artist and me as the inspiration. There's a reason for that. You know, we all inspire each other in one way or another. And your story needs to be heard. We didn't go through these things for nothing. It needs to be heard. It's going to be of value to someone and it can really help someone in their journey. Yeah. And Magdalena, you've done this a few times. How many other pieces have you created? Four. Okay. Four. Yeah. yeah. And how does each experience compare and, and what might you say keeps bringing you back to the Brushes with Cancer project? Every inspiration is so very unique. Their struggles, what helped them through, just strength. I've seen so much strength and courage, and faith, and family, you know, family stepping up, and okay, we're all in this together, we're going to help you through this, and I've seen so much faith, and like inner courage, every woman that I have met through Brushes with Cancer, every inspiration has been a warrior, a woman warrior, and yeah, I saw that in Rachel and yeah, I see that she just let go and got took over and yeah. it's been incredible. Every single inspiration has been beautiful and courageous. I love that. And to any artists who might be wondering if this is the right thing to participate in, if this is the way they should try to, you know, contribute, what would you tell them? Oh, yeah, hands down. It's very, I started painting as a form of relaxation. It calmed my nerves. It kind of slowed, you know, all day rushing and going to work. And no, I, I love, and it's so rewarding to do something that at times would be considered something so dark cancer. It's just a scary thing. But to create something that you see the person struggle and coming out of that struggle or coming out of that dark, you know, darkness, you know what? I I survived this and this is who I am. And I, I feel like it's an honor and a blessing to connect. And it's a beautiful community because, you know, just like Rachel and my other inspirations, for sure, we'll keep in contact and it's friendship 
that we built and it's a beautiful, beautiful organization. They won't regret it as they become an artist for Precious with Cancer.